Hey, 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 it's me, the two-zillion-year-old hippie. You found the Hi-Fi Hippie Show. We got something kind of different, hopefully a little bit special for you this week. It's going to be a nice mixture of music and some very cool chat about a very cool dude, Timothy Leary. This is from an old TV show called Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher. He used to run on Comedy Central and then on ABC before he got kicked off the air for being... You guessed it, politically incorrect. He's been on HBO ever since, where they let him drop the F-bomb all he wants. Very exciting. But anyway, man, this is from May 1996. It features guest Robert Anton Wilson, author. He's the old guy. Michelle Phillips from The Mamas and the Papas. That's the lady on the broadcast. David Cross is the young guy, and Bob Guccione Jr. is the British guy. I say that to help you identify their voices, because that's about the only time they're going to get ID'd. But it's worth it, man, because some choice stuff, very cool show. I remember just being uh, croggled, frankly, when I saw it when it first came on the air, that they would even let people have these discussions. And even today, it's uh, super cool. So we're going to tune in on it, mix it up with some music, and hopefully give you a very nice episode here with the Hi-Fi, the hi-fi Hippie hi-fi taking you back to 1996 and politically... Incorrect. That uh, Timothy Leary was going to do with us, and we invited his uh, some of his friends on because, as you know, I'm not talking out of school here. He is uh, unfortunately at death's door, mm-hmm. uh, and he has been plugging it. So we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a guy plug his death, but but he's Tim. He's a real party animal, you know. <laughs> he's, got, he's really intent on making this. Like, lots of fun for him I, and all of his friends. That's why I thought this would be a fun thing, but unfortunately today was one of those days that he just couldn't make it. So we're really sad about that, but I think... But if can... you're going to have an excuse... And now, now we're all going to sit shiver on national TV for him, and he's not even dead yet. Absolutely correct. <laughs> yes, but... Uh, Tim believes everything should be fun. When he was in prison, I used to visit him fairly regularly to cheer him up. And every time he cheered me up, I come away from prison wondering, why did he cheer me up? I went there to cheer him up. And it's the same now that he's dying. I go to visit him to cheer him up, and instead he cheers me up. He regards everything as an opportunity for more delight in the mystery and immensity of the universe and the incredible powers of his own mind, which never cease to amaze him. And never cease to amaze me. <laughs> when they put him in solitary confinement, he said it was one of the highest experiences of his life. He had, he had no conversation except with the most intelligent person he knew. Him. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we probably should, for people who are not of a certain age who don't remember, give a little biography of Timothy Leary. You. I mean, I've known him for 10 years. I, I flatter myself to think he agreed to do this show because he harbored some affection for me and because we did have some fun together. But, um... <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no, no. No, intellectual fun. That's what we have. Um, but for those who don't know, he was a, a professor at Harvard, and in the 60s, uh, he became a cultural icon by championing LSD. And after that, he was uh, arrested and hounded by the government, uh, spent time in jail. Mm-hmm. In fact, in this L.A. Weekly... Uh, well, it was a very serious crime. Poor usage of the First Amendment. Always gets you in trouble. Well, why did he go to prison? I don't remember why he went. I just remember G. that Gordon. he escaped. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like that. Story I like, yeah. yeah. 
Well, they, they showed uh, me a map once. They showed, they showed me a map once of how to get out. I said, well, I really hope I never use it. <laughs> but thank you. Oh, but, but, that that map, serious. but that map uh, was dosed with LSD. That's how you get out. Forget <laughs> 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 that. They should have kept the map. Well, <laughs> technically, he went to prison for possession of one joint of marijuana. Right. Well, for which he got 37 years. He and Candy Bar, right? A very strange penalty, considering that it was six months usually in those days. The judge on sentencing him said his ideas were a danger to society, which is why the Swiss government gave him asylum as a political <laughs> uh, fugitive after he climbed over the walls. And what escaped. prison was he in? Uh, that, I forget which, which prison Upstate that was, but it was, no, it was in California. But he actually they, they climbed over the, the wall of the They gave him the Leary interpersonal <laughs> diagnostic test, which he had designed back at Stanford. <laughs> it's a test uh, to edge of 64,000 personalities. And he answered all the questions, so he came out as docile, easily led, looking for leadership. So they, so they put him in a minimum security prison, and he climbed a rope and went to the, the system. Okay, we have to take a break, but we're going to be talking about Tim throughout the hour.
talking about Timothy Leary today, who was supposed to be here, but he uh, tuned in and dropped out at the last minute. Because, uh, there are so many things I wanted to ask him. Maybe one of you can answer this one I was going to ask him, which is, I was not at Woodstock, but I always wanted to know, what was wrong with the brown acid? Anything. I don't know what if I wasn't at Woodstock myself, but uh, I was at Monterey Pop, and there we had uh, Sunshine, Owsley, Sunshine, and there was nothing wrong with it at all. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? You know what? Yeah, and I, I think I think what was wrong with the brown acid was that was the stuff that Shauna Na had been. <laughs> that was stuff they brought. Very weak, very weak. It's it's a bit of a public service announcement. Not that I'm the one to make this, but you know, kids on colleges all the time now talk about acid. Oh, we did acid. Tim himself told me there has not been acid. Any of you kids out there who think you're doing acid, you're doing a bunch of <laughs> you're doing a bunch of strychnine and speed and God knows what. Not that maybe acid was a good thing. And that could oh, ruin lives. Well, wait a minute. Well, you can't think maybe it was. But I'm Seriously. just saying, what you said, I you, I that the original batch of acid, the, what they called the Owsley acid. The Owsley. That was the acid, and when that was gone, it was gone. And Tim couldn't get it. And if he couldn't get it, believe me, you kids are not doing acid. Well, but, but wait a second. Isn't it on record, the recipe for, for acid, the way it was discovered? And I mean, I've, I've had plenty of acid that was great. I'm not kidding. I'm not, I'm not it was not acid. It was not that LSD, whatever that formula is, that disappeared. They never. No, you made. know what? That's not true because you know what? <laughs> Two years ago, the, uh, you know, I found some, some something that somebody gave me in my purse. I mean, I, I had completely forgotten that it was there, and it was on blotter paper and everything. And I, something I mean, somebody and then, gave her. Halloween, big full moon, and um, usually women have a lint ball or a power ball in the bottom of their purse. You have acid. That's <laughs> interesting. So I split it with my friend, and let me tell you something. It was the real thing. It yeah. was the real thing. Maybe it was there from 20 years ago. Maybe it that's been. the thing. It could have been. This show is disintegrating into true confession. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all going to get arrested on the way out the door. <laughs> well, I, I want to make it clear. I haven't used acid in over two days. <laughs> It's great to be, really, it's great to be clean. <laughs> you made it last. I'm, I hope it lasts for you. <laughs> yeah. you know, I've, I've but, never done drugs. And this was the big argument with um, Timothy the first time I met him. And then he realized I'd never used a computer. And he said, here, how is it I like you? You've never smoked a joint and you never turned on a computer. And so you can turn me on to one of those things. What so, planet were you raised on? I mean, yeah, Catholicism, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I never liked smoking, so I never got into pot. The other stuff I didn't really get into. But it's completely but, different. Acid is completely different than pot. Uh, vastly different than every other drug out there. I mean, yeah, it is. There's nothing like it. I have some literature. <laughs> 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 I, I have some literature. Tim would be that proud right he's now. Proud. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, he's not here to participate. But. Um, He's here in spirit. Yes, he is. I think we're, yeah, we're oh, he wants to be here in spirit. But let me, now we're talking about acid, and of course there is probably going to be a long, long time uh, when that name, Timothy Leary, is associated, as it is today, with acid, and that's all people see. And that's really quite a shame, because 
I mean, if you had to say what part of his life was acid, it was a part of it. But, I mean, what this man thought and did well, and all the areas he went into, it really was a small part, wasn't I, it? Yeah. I really believe that what he was trying to do in the 60s when he was a professor at Harvard, he realized that the drug had a, an enormous potential for... Uh, uh, fun? Well, fun and partying, yeah. <laughs> yeah but besides four. that... For memory loss, and for delving into people's uh, yes. psych uh, psyche, and that's what he wanted to do. He yes, and uh, he was demonized because he wanted to experiment with a with a drug that really scared. I mean, let's face it, the CIA was using it. Yes, they uh, invented it. Yes, they did. They, 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 they even more than they that. They want to do it on the operative. See, they're not all bad. On the foreign operative. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They've resented it ever since. You know. It's also about his taking a stand for something which was very difficult to take in the time he did it. I mean, people, we can get up on this show now and sit here and talk. This is going to go out over national television. We're talking about, I took acid, I took acid. He couldn't do that back then. And for him to do that, and take that stance and, and still and, uh, and never back down is really admirable. It really know? is. He's a very yeah, honest man. And he did the time for it. I, I know about 150 psychologists, at least, who will say in private that they agree with Leary that LSD is the most powerful behavior change agent ever discovered, accelerates psychotherapy tremendously, maybe the most beneficial drug ever discovered. They will never say it in public. Right. Because they all remember they threw his ass in jail for saying That's that. Right. So and why should anybody and, else? Take and even the to the end, it was reported in, in several publications what he does even during his sickness. I have a list of what he does on a daily basis. You've probably seen I've it. You've seen been it. there. <laughs> Three cups of coffee, thirty six cigarettes, four uh, uh the, the little champagnes, okay. one brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Microwave. Twelve nitrous lunch. oxide canisters, three lines of cocaine, four Leary biscuits. Has this guy ever just tried NyQuil? I mean, just... <laughs> it would kill him. He really, he really doesn't need to do three cups of coffee. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, we have to take a break. We'll be... <laughs>
Mamas and the Papas for you. That's the band Michelle Phillips was in. A very, very cool lady. Anyway, man, you're getting high five with a high five hippie. And the high five hippie show. about Timothy Leary today, and somehow the subject of drugs uh, slipped into the discussion. <laughs> yeah. Could be a surprise. Let me just take the devil's advocate position, because I've been with Tim a few times on the street where I, you know, have people come up to him, and most of it, it's, it's positive, but once in a while somebody says, you know, it's all very well for you to say you took acid, but, you know, I had a tragedy, Mike. We all can't handle it. 
as well as you can. And I was in San Francisco recently, and I went to the Haight-Ashbury district, which, if the kids don't know, was where the, that whole summer of love thing happened and where they're kind of the epicenter of hippiedom. And I'm telling you, it's sad now. I mean, those old hippies are now heroin addicts slumped in doorways arguing about who stole whose wake-up. Yeah, but you yeah. see, that, that, that is a very big difference. It's a very big, there's a very big difference in uh, doing acid and dropping and, and uh, shooting heroin. Yes, but I'm saying they got heroin. to heroin perhaps from the acid. Oh, please. I You look at the CIA research before Leary's, and they had people going paranoid, jumping out of windows, committing suicide. This is how Leary developed the theory that the effect of LSD depends upon the set and the setting. You give people right. LSD in a proper setting and you can make very beneficial behavior changes. You give them LSD in a bad setting and you can get a lunatic out. But Leary was trying to teach people how to use it scientifically, and it's not his fault that a lot of people didn't understand too, the scientific... I think too fine, uh, too fine a distinction because the setting. I think there is potential for danger, and I've argued this with Tim many times. I said, maybe your physiology... You no, know, you've yeah, never exactly. taken it. Well, well, he said the same thing. <laughs> but you know what? There... He said the same thing. But I, but I think, this, in honesty, you know, being serious for a second, I think there are people who had one shot at it and went through plate glass windows and on here today, well, and I, I think, I think there is definitely potential. Uh, uh, a lot the of people use guns the, safely, The too. mamas and the papas took it every day on the beach in the Virgin Islands, and we snorkeled in a beautiful uh, a coral reef with uh, tropical fish swimming and by. And you never left the hotel. And... <laughs> And the hotel was in New Jersey. <laughs> no, we were living in tents, actually. We were living in tents. And we never had a bad trip. And I, uh, I think that I already knew, first of all, we were taking uh, acid that was legal at the time that was, that was supplied by uh, pharmaceutical firms. I'm not sure who, but somebody did. Yeah. And, and, Wait, uh, acid that was legal? Yeah. Yes, acid was legal for years until until they Open found it. that people were having some fun with it. Right. <laughs> and then, it, it, you know, That's boom, right. same thing happened to ecstasy. The minute they found out about ecstasy, boom, it's illegal. Right. Yeah, but that makes you, ecstasy makes you listen to really bad music. So there is you know, <laughs> something there. Marijuana was legal until 1937. Heroin was legal until 1927. Somehow mm -hmm. the world survived these things. Up until uh, a few decades ago, but, we decided we need know, to have laws against you're, you're them. You're talking about addictive drugs, and LSD is not an addictive drug. No, Maro, neither is marijuana. No, I'm not, but I'm not, but in correlation to uh, heroin or morphine or something like that, it's mm -hmm. not an addictive drug, and uh, and taken responsibly. And yes, there is potential for danger, like like, uh, like alcohol or sure, absolutely. Alcohol is not addictive either. Neither is driving a, a sports car too fast. But there are dangers if you drive it a little too Alcohol far. Alcohol is very addictive. And I think, I think we just have to recognize that. I you think know, not. the Pope talks so much about sex, which he knows nothing about. You know who the Pope is? You're saying it would be better if the Pope was getting it on on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, well, if he was getting busy all the time. Dave the Pope says, is Dave the, says he is. I the don't Pope know. is the Ed Wood of theology. 
Everything that comes out of him, it's a mixture of surrealism and cliché, and he goes out and drag regularly. <laughs> well, that is one way of looking at it, because we don't look at it exclusively like that. But actually, we have an article. You told me you took Tim to church the other day. Yeah, I took Tim to church. It's funny. He was never a churchgoer. Is this not a, for thirty years? A late, last late in life conversion. Yeah, late in life, very late. Yeah, late in hours before. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, what? at one point, he went to sleep at church, and I thought he's died. And I said, oh dear, he's died. I'll have to kiss this old man in church. People think I've just can't hold back my, my desire for him, but I'd have to actually give him mouth to mouth. But he didn't, he just fell asleep. But and I thought, how appropriate, actually, he did actually die here. Why did, return. why, after all these years, and always doing... It's, it's fascinating, because we argued. To church. We argued. He used to tease me a little about going to church. He's respectful of faith, but he would tease a little about my lack of, uh, you know, openness about drugs, for instance. And I said, well, come with me one day. And I took him back. And he came and he said, that was enjoyable. I haven't been here for 30 years. You know? And then uh, the other day he called me up and he said, I'd like to go to church with you. It's very important to me now. And afterwards I said, how did you like it? And he said, oh, I liked it a lot. It was very important. He said, the mystique, the mystery is very important. And, you know, recently he and was... He caught, uh, and he caught a few Z's, too. You know? Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, He caught a few Z's in the car. He caught a few Z's back in the house. And he brought but, his own wafers. Get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to take a break. We'll be back. One more.
we have just a little bit of time, I wanted to ask what uh, Tim may have said to all of you that may have had some meaning. Once he said to me, I'll never forget this, he said, my favorite three words in English language are, I don't know. Because <laughs> I always, whenever I say it, I learn something. Which yeah. was him. That's right. Do you have one of those? He, that signs, he, he signs that on his... Uh, that whole thing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, he signs I don't know as an autograph? Yes, as an autograph. Mm -hmm. But he told me that he loved me. Oh. And that was, that's what he tells me every time I see him. And that's, that's, uh, that's enough. And I love him too. I, I think the thing that's not particularly well understood about Tim is he does a, he's a great Irish poet. He's a cross between Samuel Beckett and Marshall McLuhan. And, and he's also a great storyteller. I remember him, I was driving him one night. And I said, Tim, how come you don't have a car? He said, oh, I've driven for 60 years. I don't want to drive anymore. I said, oh, I forget how old he is. He said, yeah, he says, I lost my virginity in the back of a Model A Ford. <laughs> and I said, whoa, that's, that's history. And he'd won it uh, gambling at college. He won it, won it when a $35 bet couldn't be paid. He got the car. Well, classic. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, friends. Pilot out from Reno, I was trailed by 20 hounds. I didn't get to sleep that night till the morning came around. I said I'd run him, but I'd take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. If I get home before daylight, I just might get some sleep tonight. Ran into the devil and he loaned me twenty bills. I spent the night in Utah in a cave up in the hills. I set out running, but I take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. If I get home before daylight, I just might get some sleep tonight. down to the levee but the, the devil called me there he took my twenty dollar bill and it vanished in the air I said I'd run him but I'd take my time a friend of the devil is a friend of mine if I get home before daylight I just might get some sleep tonight I got to why I cry each lonely night The first one's name Sweet Anne Marie and She's my heart's delight The second one is prison bait The sheriff's on my trail And if he catches up with me I'll spend my life in jail I got a wife in Chino one in Cherokee The first one says She's got my child But it don't look like me I set out running But I take my time A friend of the devil is a friend of mine If I get home Before daylight I just might get some sleep
Politically incorrect, although I gotta say it all sounded good to me. Host Bill Maher, the guests were Robert Anton Wilson, author, Bob Guccione Jr., he's the editor of Spin Magazine, Michelle Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas, and David Cross, comedian. Bob Guccione Jr. is the son of penthouse publisher Bob Guccione. Uh, I'm sure he had a very uh, interesting upbringing, being it uh, amongst decadence or uh, with one of his moms. I'm not really sure, but I suspect that has something to do with his drug-free existence. My big day, it was the biggest day of my life. It was the summit of my long career, but I fell so down and I drunk too much beer. The management said that I should not appear. I walked out onto the stage and started to speak. First night I missed for a couple of years I explained to the crowd and they started to cheer And just when I wanted no one to be there All of my friends were there Not just my friends, their best friends All of my friends were there To stand and stare Say what they And I parted my hair And gave the impression that I did not care But oh, the embarrassment, oh, the despair The day helped with a few large glasses of gin I nervously mounted the stage once again Got through my performance and no one complained Thank God I can go back to normal again I went to that old cafe Best friend 
for this episode of the Hi-Fi Hippie Show. I know normally these things run around an hour, but uh, what can I say, man? I've lived two zillion years, and sometimes you just have to know when you're done, and I believe that's the case this week. So uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that groovy conversation from Politically Incorrect, and uh, check back with us next week where we'll have another groovy, groovy show. Hippie out. Hippie out. Out.